0: Hey everybody, this is Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. A long time ago, in a far-off corner of a big city, was a small American town called East Harlem. There were a lot of faces, but no Facebook. Some twits, but no Twitter. And we didn't use a device to socialize. We opened the door and walked out to our stoop. It seems like such an ancient time, like it was a lost city. Almost as if I had watched it all from the stoops of Atlantis. Looking out from my stoop when I was a kid, it was like watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon directed by Fellini on mushrooms. No surrealist painter could ever reach the heights of bizarreness that I witnessed. Not even Dr. Seuss could create the subtleties of wonder, strange pleasures and absurdities that existed in East Harlem during my kidhood. It was heaven and hell rolled in a wad of bazooka bubblegum with comic. But it also had the charm and warmth of a small American town. People looked out for each other. And walking down the street with my parents took an hour because he had to stop at every building to talk to yet another neighbor. And there was a menagerie of characters. Bobby Cooley, Charlie Ding Ding, the Red-Headed Hunchback, Ryman Ralph, Danny Dunn, Finney the Delivery Man, Vito the Cat Joke Man. These were the apostles of Pleasant Avenue. This atmosphere of eccentrics, lost souls, misfits, sociopaths, and good-hearted oddballs profoundly affected me and my writing that began when I was just five years old. When you grew up in Harlem, especially in the 70s, as I did, you saw things that the folks of Oshkosh probably haven't. An exploding car, a riot, numerous blood-ridden and stabbed bodies, James Conn, the snot lady, fireworks that put the gruchies to shame, a sniper, Al Pacino, a live turkey, flare guns, dynamite rockets, junkies, lemonade stands, and even a UFO or two. I'm a born-again nostalgist. It's not healthy to be stuck in the past. But as a storyteller, there was a lot to collect in my old neighborhood. Being blessed with an imagination that never stopped, it was all good stuff to trip on. Those bragging man-made lights of Manhattan always pushed nature's to the back row. The lights of Broadway got all the attention, but the stars over it were understudies that rarely got center stage. Unless you were in my backyard. The lights from the glitz of downtown to the south and the Triborough Bridge to the north washed away many of the lower magnitude stars, but there were enough peering down in that patch of open sky over my backyard to satisfy my space geek nature. That little slice of heaven could put on a show when the yard lights were turned off and willing eyes took the time to adjust and take it all in. I loved gazing up from that green refuge that could comfort me away from the chaos of the East Harlem streets outside. That background hum was always there, firecrackers snapping, bottle rockets whooshing, sirens crying and kids wailing. Sometimes even a distant bongo drone added a strange, exotic tone to the mix. One night, my father announced that the Perseid meteor shower was going to happen. My eyes lit up, a shower. Anticipated the 4th of July with hundreds of stars spraying like spastic sparks across the heavens. So we gathered after dinner, the yard light unplugged, and scanned the skies. My father took a cylindrical cardboard container from my viewmaster and removed the aluminum bottom. What was left was a tube to stick your face in and cut down the ambient light. We took turns putting our faces in the tube to isolate sections of the sky. And it was just a few minutes before this little streak of blue light drifted from behind the giant facade of Holy Rosary Church, whose ornate stained-glass windows were dark and shadowy. We all exploded like a pack of firecrackers with excitement. And this one wasn't a plane or a helicopter, it was silent, and there were no blinking red or green lights. Dad, what is that, I asked. My gaze was locked on this alien craft, and there was no doubt it was leading an armada to invade my yard and steal my cat Rosie and take all the crab apples from my tree it could be a satellite he said or maybe it's Skylab I was like whoa Skylab the astronauts floating over my house I mean how cool is that and we watched as it slowly moved across the sky like a bright star and as it moved we stood up and walked to the back to try to get a better view but in seconds it was heading over the rooftops toward the front and out of view let's go out front my dad said and I followed him out Outside the street was really alive, as it always is during the summer. Groups of people on stoops, like some guy playing bongos, a softy Truck, wafting its tune into the warm air. And the streetlights were casting kind of a haze over the sky, but sure enough, the star that was Skylab was floating into view. My father kept his eyes skyward as we walked towards Pleasant Avenue. The wise guys and wannabes were out in force. Pleasant Avenue in the 70s could sometimes look like the set of a Scorsese film. They hovered around the social club, barbershop, candy store on the east side of Pleasant Avenue. They had beach chairs scattered about. Some of them were actually in the street, sometimes sitting under the gushing fire hydrant, especially on really hot humid nights. And sometimes there'd be an oil drum burning with this perpetual fire, fueled by the empty cardboard boxes and I guess, all the miscellaneous merchandise that fell off the backs of trucks. At that point, we lost Skyway behind a small patch of clouds. My father pointed out, there it is, and there it was, back out from the clouds. One of the guys, it's, we'll just call him Jimmy Whispers, spotted us looking up to the heavens, and he nudged his compadre and called out, hey, Donamick, what the flying frisbee you doing? My father turns to him, yeah, the, the astronauts are up there, that's Skyweb coming over. Get the frigid air out of here. No, it is, the astronauts, they're, they're orbiting the Earth. They're in Skyweb, the space station. It's his eyes bug out. Hey, Petey Pisspot. Dynamic is saying there's some son of a boy scout astronauts flying over the sky. I pretended not to hear the bad words. And my father was never a fan of cursing, but when these guys do it, it kinda of has a flair. It never seems offensive. No one swears like wise guys. They use curse words or the way Renaissance painters used oils. The chorus of disbelief and excitement exploded on the avenue with these guys. It was a scene that was tattooed on my mind. Actually deeper, it was on my on my very consciousness. Here they were, the most pragmatic kind of minds Men whose eyes tended to focus down on earth Over their shoulders, ten feet ahead On the bottom line Yeah, here they were, Jimmy Whispers, Frankie Free, Charlie Bartz Anthony Goguts, whoever And they were all gazing up at the heavens Far, far beyond the comfort zone of the avenue Their eyes brightened like kids I was proud of my father for his ability to get people to look up And he'd converted a tough crowd it back I think the FBI was watching the avenue at that time, probably videotaping. I could just imagine the looks of confusion as the agents watched the scene play out. Man, I would give anything to get my hands on that footage of the night the wise guys looked up at the stars. This has been the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. Stay tuned for future tales and bizarreness from that ancient land called East Harlem. Check me out on Facebook.